everyone. Welcome to the holiday edition of DebtWire Middle Market Podcast. I'm Tanvi Acharya, Middle Market Reporter, and with me is J.D. Victor, Senior Managing Director at FTI, where he leads the retail and consumer products practice. Today, we are going to talk about the retail sales this holiday season, how we think that sector will perform, and what that means for early next year. Thank you for joining us, J.D. Uh, it's great to be here, Tanvi. Perfect. So to start off, how is this year going to be different compared to uh, previous years in terms of holiday sales in retail? Uh, it's going to be even more robust than it was last year. I think uh, there are a number of factors that are causing our forecast to be uh, the highest it's been in several years. If you sort of look at what all of the prognosticators are saying, uh, they're thinking it's going to be in the five to six range. Some are in the very high fours, but we're at 5.8, which is a combination of, you know, both GAFO plus online. Uh, so we think it's going to be pretty robust. Got it. Um, what are the reasons why you think that it's going to be pretty robust this time? I think there, there's a handful. I'll, I'll talk about a couple of, of them, you know, uh, We've got sort of the lowest unemployment levels in reported unemployment levels in the last 40 years. Um, if you take a look at uh, consumer disposable income, uh, it's up. Uh, percentage of retail sales as a portion of income is down. Uh, and I think retail sediment uh, is also close to a 10-year high. It's, it's not quite what it was pre-recession, but it's... Uh, uh, consumer confidence is, is is getting close to what it was. Got it. And is that sort of uh, driving high sales in all the sectors? Like, is you know apparel going to perform well? Sporting goods are all the sort of subsectors in retail going to do well? Yeah, I've got. I guess I'll, I'll give you a couple of thoughts on just a few sectors. Um, they're they're growing. Um, for example, restaurants are growing more slowly than than the average. But I'll tell you the sectors that are going to be very bullish, uh, discount, uh, mass discount. So I think uh, we're going to see uh, good numbers from Target and Walmart. Um, I think Best Buy as well. Uh, Club, if you, if you saw uh, Costco's third quarter, it just it was just uh, blew the doors off at almost 10 points a comp. Uh, I think there's softness in do-it-yourself. Uh, I think apparel will probably be at par. Uh, we're very bullish on beauty. We think beauty will be up. Uh, sporting goods in terrestrial retailers, mm, probably not as good a story. What about um, the toy space? What kind of impact will the absence of uh, Toys R Us will have? That's a great question. Um, uh, so a couple of thoughts. One is the industry is trying to replace, you know, just north of $11 billion in retail toy sales. Uh, and I think if you look at sort of the analogs, uh, especially in Europe where, where certain toy stores disappeared, uh, it gets made up, but it, it, it takes some time to recover from the dislocation. So I, I do think it'll get replaced, but it might be two to three years before we see it. I think the immediate beneficiaries are going to be the likes of uh, Target, Walmart, Kmart, if you look at Kmart's toy, toy sales, they were uh, they were did better than the rest of the store, um, and I think the impact 
that we're really seeing is on you know some of the manufacturers. So uh, certainly Mattel, Hasbro, etc. Um, in the uh, retail sales forecast report that you guys published, you said that store-based sales are expected to increase. That seems a little uh, surprising. What would be the reason behind that? Well, I think the the overall strengths and the momentum we've got. I mean, if you sort of decompose our 5.8 uh, per holiday forecast, it's about three and a half absolute points of that is, is going to be store-based. And then 2.3, the remaining 2.3 is going to be is going to be digitally based. Um, you know, we've got a point of view, although digital continues to climb, you know, it, it, at some point, and, it, and, and we're seeing it now, although it, it'll be more pronounced in probably two or three years, a slowing of digital growth uh, because the number is getting so large, right? We're, you know, call it somewhere approaching 17% of the 3.5 trillion is, is digital sales, depending on what you include and what you exclude. So that's, you know, call it, you know, 600 billion ish. Um, but stores are, I, I think stores are, are going to be an ever present component of our future. Uh, you know, do, do I see uh, digital sales ever eclipsing store based retail? I, I don't. Uh, but I think we'll still continue to see growth in digital, although, uh, albeit at a slowing rate. Got it. So um, could you elaborate a little bit more on digital sales growth? So basically you're saying that they will continue, you know, growing, obviously, but uh, the pace will reduce. Is that what you're saying? Yes, exactly. So as that 600 climbs, it, it's, it gets harder to an anniversary the growth, the percentage of growth. And what does this uh, you know, rise in sort of retail sales um what does that mean for the first quarter of next year? Would, would that um, affect sort of expectations in bankruptcy filings? Would we see less of that? That's, that's a great question. Um, I, I think what we're witnessing with retail restructuring is a multi-year winnowing process that's playing out. Uh, if you look at the, the retail bankruptcy cases in the last year, uh, you know, certainly uh, uh, Toys was prominent. Sears is, you know, going through a massive reorganization. We keep a pretty close eye, you know, on on some highly likely candidates that will either uh, do some type of restructuring, whether it's, it's uh, out of court or not. But, you know, we look at the likes of Tuesday morning, stage stores, sign mart, Christopher and Banks, you know, Pier One, Jimboree, Pennies, uh, Big Five, those are those are all ones we have our eye on. And I don't think, you know, even if they had a great December and fourth quarter, uh, it's not gonna be enough to save, you know, chronic chronic performance issues uh, in retail, in any of those retail. Some may have the liquidity to put it off a bit. But, you know, their trajectory, you know, over the many number of courts uh, for those that I named has not been, uh, has not been favorable. I, I don't see necessarily a, a change, you know, in first half 18 versus first half 19 bankruptcies. But it, I still think it'll be a solid year for retail bankruptcies. You know, nothing through the roof, but, but a solid year. Of, we'll see a, 
a number of restructuring. Is the sort of you know rise in uh, consumer spending um, going to sort of last uh, the whole of next year, or is it just you know holiday season this time? That's why. <laughs> Tommy, that's a loaded question. Um, that that one, you know, there's there are so many factors that are are going to influence consumer confidence. I mean, what you know the the policy or lack of policy coming out of Washington, uh, the effect on just the, the overall uh, economy. Um, about the only thing I'm willing to say is we're very bullish on on 2018 retail, and we're going to have to see what, what 2019 shapes up to be. Got it, got it. And I know this is pretty, you know, far in the uh, future, but do you expect 2019 holiday sales to be maybe at par at 2018, or is 2018 like sort of a peak for now and then things might sort of go down? Just talking about holiday. If you, if, if you sort of look at, at 2014 to 2017, you know, call us in the, the, the fours, you know, whether it was 4-2 or, you know, 4-5, you know, it was in the fours. I think, I think we're seeing this year, you know, very, very significant, almost a, a very confident robustness in, in you know, do I think 2019 would potentially look closer to uh, the 2014-2017? You know, it's certainly possible, depending on sort of what the macro uh, the macro headwinds uh, uh, bring us in the economy. The the FOMC is you know considering you know another rate rise, uh, although uh, the report that came out on Friday was was pretty bullish. Um, so it, it could be, you know, it's, I guess it's anybody's bet. I, I probably, I don't see why it would be dramatically different than the 20, 2014 to 2017, uh, but it, it's, it's possible. Got it. You'd mentioned that um, restaurants are still not expected to do uh, so well. They've been struggling for, I want to say, you know, more than a year or two years now. Do you expect sort of next year or two? Uh, be a little better for them? Uh, no, I don't. Um, I, I don't. Food away from home, it, it depends on the sub-segment, whether, you know, it's it's uh, fast casual, fast food, fine. Um, but, but restaurants have historically always been reorganizing. In, in one part or in one segment or another. I don't see that abating. They're hard to run. It depends on sort of, cons you know, what the, how the consumer thinks, who, uh, you know, food away from home is a part of their whole sort of discretionary disposable income equation. Uh, but I don't, I don't see the secular headwinds that have faced restaurants in the last two years abating in 2019. And just lastly, again, I know it's, it's tough to predict, but do you think that we are sort of seeing like a winding down in distress in retail? Like obviously the names that you mentioned, the ones that have significant issues are going to have problems and are probably um, going to file. 
uh, in the first half of next year. But just overall, the sector, uh, do you think that it's going to you know, be less in distress? I think we're probably past what I'd call the oil path of retail things. But I say that very cautiously because, as you, as you noted from my list, there are still many, many retailers that are struggling. So I, I, I think it'll be slightly modulated, but I, but it, the, the trajectory on, you know, retailers trying to recover, trying to deal with omni-channel, trying to deal with a much savvier digital customer, uh, that's 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 a, a, you know, that's a full plate. Yeah. Some are some are doing it well. I, you know, I'm envious of Target. I think Walmart has done a good job. Uh, Best Buy has done a good job. Uh, but, you know, Amazon has grown from, you know, I, if I recall, 31 to, I think, probably 35 or 36 uh, uh, percent of online sales. So they, they continue at, at just a, a, you know, torrid pace. Uh, and most of that is in the, you know, sort of the 3P business. Um versus the, the Amazon-owned business. Got it. And now we're sort of seeing, you know, companies that restructured, you know, outside, out of court or in court. Um, uh, some of those also uh, might be filing soon. So that's another... Uh, yeah, I don't think, like I said, I don't think the Christmas season, the holiday season is going to save those that had structural, you know, structural business model issues to begin with. Either they've overbuilt, either the assortment hasn't kept up with the consumer demand, or they're getting ravaged by, you know, sporting goods, office supplies, just ravaged by the growth of online. Thank you so much for taking the time. Have a good one.